know what I don't like? Arcs dying in one round. Hello, welcome back to Michigan's own Bestman Benchwarmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and here today, as usual, is Matt Corser. What's going on, everybody? And uh, also Cody Wood. How's everybody doing today? Oh, it's fun. <laughs> Been playing fun? X-Wing. I, I got to play X-Wing yesterday, and that's always good. Good times. Nice. How was that? We'll get into it. Uh, I just want to go over our topic today. Um, return on investment uh, with regards to upgrades. I think it's a pretty interesting topic. And we'll just go over some of the other ships that were uh, announced, the cards and stuff, a little bit later. But first, local, local fun Michigan news. Eternal's still having games, and I got to go yesterday, and that was super fun. I also went. I got to play Matt. Yeah. If if you kind of call that playing. Oof! What happened? Uh, you know, arcs don't like rockets or proton torpedoes, and um, one of them got one rounded, which is rough. It was and really rough. I felt bad <laughs> while it was happening. <laughs> you didn't. You were laughing maniacally. <laughs> you were like, "Yeah, this is fine." I was having a good time. Yeah. And then the other arc took a proton torpedo. Fine, whatever. I'll lose my shields. And then lost the rest of the hull in the next engagement. But I had Warthog, so still got to shoot. But it got the blinded pilot, so my target lock and focus didn't matter. I was going to brutalize Gavin that turn. Garvin. Garvin. Yeah, we were, we were playing wholesome <laughs> hyperspace, not extended. I was playing uh, two dedicated arcs, uh, Warthog, and Shakti with Tractor Beam, all of them with St. Council as well. And you had Wolfpack on... Uh... Oh, yeah, and Wolfpack. That's the important part of that list. Yep. How dare you shoot at me? Now all my list, my shots are going to be target locked. But I had, uh, I had Hera... And Ahsoka with instinctive aim and prockets, Jake with predator and prockets, and then Garvin with proton torpedoes. He had wedge, not Jake. That's right, wedge. I'm sorry. My um, favorite, my favorite A wing. Agreed. That's entirely fair. But yeah, it was um, it was fun. Got to see some people I haven't seen in a while. Yep. Got to just absolutely destroy this whisper and one shot this soon tier. So that's always fun too. I know you got three games and I only got two. Well, my games go fast. Yeah. I think we still have like what? 25 minutes left when we were done. <laughs> That's all because you couldn't kill Shock T. I'm just laying her off to you. I tried like five turns in a row. K turning, spending the force on offense. I had shots on you too. You just kept evading them. <laughs> I play my dice. One time they decide to evade is when I want to die. Uh, so close to killing that Ahsoka, too. She had stunned pilot and had a tractor beam. And I, if I would have hit her with the tractor beam, I would have put her on a rock or a, well, a gas cloud. But that would have been fun. Gosh, I knew when I, when I rolled for that Ahsoka, too, I like, man, I'm going to get all blanks. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it when I rolled for it. And it just didn't happen. I still wouldn't have won, but it would have been fun. Although I wouldn't probably fly with tractor beam again. I'd probably just do Predator. Maybe. Maybe Patience as well. 
But Alex, what happens first? If you're on Iraq with Sun Pilot and One Hell and you fly off the board. I, uh, you know, the judge never answered me correctly on that question because it happened to me once and I wanted to know. I called a judge. They're just like, you're dead. And I'm like, I understand. But how did I die? And they never gave me a good answer. It is semi-relevant just because of like hull breach and like a damage card, I guess. Is it? No, but yes. (laughs) I mean, you don't get a damage card for flying off the board and it could affect other cards for other ships going forward. It's true. I don't know. (laughs) That was one of my favorite X-Wing moments of all time. But anyways, let's get into the uh, real meaty subject we have here. I like to call this the ROI upgrades return on investment. It's a business word, so technically means the ratio between net income and like your initial investment. So an X-Wing, basically, the upgrades you're putting on your ships and how much value they're going to get out of them. You know, and it affects how you build your lists, uh, what ships you bring, how you fly, all that kind of stuff. And I find that pretty interesting. But there has to be a certain like threshold I want to talk about, because obviously you can put any upgrade on something and try to evaluate as ROI, but you know, you put Predator on Soontir, Heroic on Finn, that's uh, pretty obvious. Uh, your return on investment is so high that it seems like a not really a worthwhile uh, discussion because uh, Heroic's one point and on Finn and it triggers his ability all the time. Like that's the whole point. And you know, Soontir generally you're getting things in your bullseye. That's half the point. So and having no lock. Yeah. And it just plays into his ability very well because Suntir wants to have things in bullseye to get the extra focus. So if you're playing for that ability, you might as well take an upgrade that maximizes the bullseye ability. It's sort of like the uh, the pilots were designed with those upgrades in mind. Yeah. You know, like uh, Sunfock. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Apparently, Sunfock and Showtech were designed with Insair being part of the pilot ability or ship ability. So, I have also heard they were originally meant to have cannons as well. I also heard it was not fully; it was always fully execute a maneuver and not just do something. They've massacred our boys. <laughs> so Your sad. Boys. I love. Them. They're what, legitimately one of the most fun ships to fly in X-wing. So so wholesome. Uh, but also on the opposite end, you know, uh, doing something like putting really useless upgrades on things like concussion missiles on Defender Vader, maybe stealth device on an Academy pilot, <laughs> stealth device on like a decimator, maybe <laughs> your return on investment for these choices are so incredibly low. Um, put it on Ray. Hey, Cody does that. Hey, there's actually a case if you can like change blanks to evades or double mod your greens or triple mod your greens if you're like Han Solo. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, those are so obviously bad that I don't think it warrants discussion either. Unless, you know, I mean, occasionally you'll see lists with something pretty interesting popping up out of nowhere. But. I mean, that might just be 
because like Paul Heber's playing it, you know, instead of this might be good on the ship. Outmaneuver on Bosk. Yeah, there you go. Outmaneuver on Bosk or Dangar or any of the RZ2s. Uh, it's on the quick build, though. That's true. God, there was one quick. I think it was like Juke was on Zakis on the quick build for a while. Got There's literally no way you can get an evade. Period. I was so. going to say with Debris Gambit, but that thing only has one EPT slot. So, yeah, yeah and it wasn't, on, it wasn't on the quick build. Sad times. Uh, they fixed it. They went back and fixed it. One of the few times they actually changed a quick build. It was really strange. Um, but anyways, back on topic. The, the interesting parts are the, the stuff in between. That's not so obvious. That's not so bad. Um, in this case, uh, maybe like proton torpedoes on Garvin, really expensive upgrade. But if you have the list to do it, like something with Hera or Ahsoka or something in there, you can make it much more effective, uh, than you would typically or initially think. Protops just like that with every ship that can take it. Like you have to actually... You can't just plug and play with Pro Torps. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, they have gone down. They're not thirteen anymore. That was really questionable. Well, they were nine to start out with. Yeah, well, that was a little bit really, really cheap. <laughs> the, da- the dangerous times, the wild times of. Oh, I'm just going to bring Dodge with proton torpedoes and like other proton torpedo carriers and or Red everything Lion, off or the board. The aid, the squad of legend. Yeah. Back when Whisper could have Darth Vader crew. <laughs> I did not like that. Darth Vader crew and Whisper. That was that was actively unfun. Gosh, I, I remember flying a bunch of like super low costed like Whisper, Echo, Soontier, all with Juke and a like eight point bid. Vader on Whisper. Oh gosh, it was disgusting. Question would Modi Crow on the new Hawks? sort of be categorized like that like you don't need them because the ability is based off the Turdock, but it's so nice yeah it depends again on the list for like a four ship list when i do something like kanan i don't have the points to spare for moldy crow i'm not gonna strip off other things for it but in terms of like kanan bosk fen kanan has moldy crow because you have the points available and you can have the uh you need the offensive punch in order to wipe off everything in there. But if it's something like uh, Jan Ors, I think it's a pretty straightforward upgrade to put on her. You kind of have to carve out the points. Or Kyle Katarn, even. Well, also, you kind of have to have it because the Moldy Crow is their ship, and you, you have to, you just kind of have to have it on there for and look at that theme. the thematic reason. Yeah. <laughs> I actually play Paylob a lot without Moldy Crow, but I feel like I'm in the minority on that one. But I use a more of a disruption piece than, like, you know, orbit things with them, like I've always done with turreted ships. You need to play more Ray. <laughs> no. I play so much Ray. I love Ray. Nobody need, People need to play less Ray. Although I do have a pretty dope altar, uh, Cody, whenever you play Ray in an event. That you can use. I think there's an event in two weeks, right? Are you talking about it? Uh, IR- IRL. What's IRL? So, I listed a bunch of 
uh, upgrades that have interesting uh, return on up uh, investments. So the first one I like to do is things that are alternative to attacking. So the first one I have is advanced proton torpedoes. And you're kind of seeing these with like the Republic Wise or uh, Kid Anakin. Uh, I've seen it on Fen Rao sometimes too. I lost a ship because of that. That sucked. Or like a, you also get on like a DBS 404 occasionally as well. So really what you see it on are the two agility ships because they get not just plus one die at range one, they get the extra plus two. And that's just like, obviously, anytime you're throwing more red dice is a good thing, even if it's one charge. Two attack die ships. Um, yeah, and Fen for some reason. Uh, but it's so hard to justify bringing them, and they're five points right now, so they're relatively cheap. But it's so risky for something like a lower... Uh, initiative ship like the republic wise to get in there and mm-hmm. do that that it's it's uh i'm not sure if i'd bring it on many ships it's just easy for ships that move after you to kind of just be like oh i'm not in range one anymore or to range control them better or boost past them because they're at yeah. range one I, so with the wise it's like a critical mass thing where you just have so many of them you can't dodge all of the arcs Unless you're like playing really cagey, which not many people actually do. Uh, Anakin, it's nice just because I'm wherever I want to be. And Finn gets the plus one at range one for the advanced protorp. So he's just like a six die. Same like DBS is a five, uh, six die advanced protorp as well. They just get that ability. Yeah, it's um, really annoying when I got hit by the six dice. <laughs> Poor Plocoon never saw it coming. Went for the block. Fenrau said, nah, I'm going to go for the lock. But yeah, like when you have five Republic Y-Wings, all of them with a turret off to the side and like advanced Protorps, you don't really have a good engagement way. And eventually, unless you play perfectly for 75 minutes, it's going to hurt. But yeah, but I'm not going to like... <laughs> I would have to have like specifically five Republic Y wings with advanced proton torpedoes. Even consider putting them on Republic Y wings. Mm-hmm. Although the new Y wings might be kind of interesting with them. Maybe they don't get that calculate, but they do have boost. It's much easier for them to get into range one safely. Maybe Nora. Maybe I could do it on Nora. Just because I am getting the evade, but only problem with Nora is it's going to be single modded unless you bring other support pieces. Who does that in Rebels though? Yeah, the Rebel has no support pieces, so definitely can't just throw her a focus token from I don't know, like four different ships. <laughs> actually, shout out to Josh. He was flying Nora yesterday. Actually, um. For some reason. And not the Arc Nora that he normally does. It was the Y Wing Nora. But no concussion bombs, and I think that's wrong. Was it thermals? Yeah. Ah, but too harding with Nora and reloading every turn with concussion bombs is so dirty. Um, another kind of attacking upgrade is tractor beam. And you see this uh like in the Seek Swarms and recently on the the EDAs and sometimes on the IGs. 
Um, but the main thing about tractor beam is it doesn't damage people. Uh, there was math. I forgot who did it about how much additional ships it would take for you to make off the damage loss on shooting like a tractor beam. And it's like four or something like that. Is that for two die attacks? I think it's for two die attacks. Because I feel like the math is between four, uh, two die and three die. It's something like alarmingly high. I mean, also it's bad against larger bases and they nerfed the tractor beam. So it doesn't, they don't lose the agility if it's medium or large until they get all the tokens. And also you can still pivot now off the tractor beams. So you can't necessarily force people to do things they don't want. Can't arc dodge with it anymore. But, you know, six swarms would make sense because they're so cheap. And then they get the three die and then they just unload. And uh, the IGs, I like them on the IGs too because you generally have IGB if you're doing that. And you shoot the tractor beam if you miss. Yeah. And there's very little consequence off of that. Gotcha. So the Sikh Swarms, they probably can't all afford the uh, ion cannons, so they just sort of make up for it with the tractors. Yeah, some of them also run in auto blasters too. Yes. Which can make actually pretty interesting decisions. You can uh, put people in the bullseyes with the tractor beams for the auto blasters. Um, you you know, also I think, see it on the Eaters too, you were saying, right? Yeah, I think I was about to say, uh, Ryan said he liked the tractor beam on his shock T. He's using it mostly for support, I believe is what he said. Um, and that makes it makes sense, I guess. If you don't have them with the bullseye, you might as well shoot the tractor beam. <laughs> but also he's using patience a lot, so it's still like two dice. I don't I mean, something. It's, yeah, at least it's a two-die attack instead of just a one-die attack. Like, you can make them spend a token on a two-die attack if they'll buy because he brought rocks with that, too. Yeah, I believe so. So, like, if they buy a rock, they're going to spend a token uh, to not get tracted, usually. Oh, yeah, for sure. sure. I mean, you can't. Um, but I I see people try to do it with, like, um, the new config on the B-Wing, right, where you still have the lock, and then you shoot and spend the lock and try to tractor beam people, which I can see, I guess, if it's technically a bonus attack but i see other people just having tractor beam and you're like oh that's kind of useless yeah you also see it if somebody for some reason brings the defender elite oh geez yeah it's just there's no you aren't getting as much out of it as the point you're spending yeah it's, it's very very niche upgrade that um is, is limited i mean it's just non dam anything non-damaging is detrimental <laughs> to uh your your playing um next one i see there there's a lot more of these nowadays uh cluster missiles um you know you see them on the hmps and tarani i've seen a lot of people have been putting it on ahsoka now uh which is interesting but uh eh, i don't i don't like things on ahsoka well, so it sort of makes sense because you get the extra bonus attack and those ships, well, Hemp's and Ahsoka have ways of modding multiple attacks because the HMPs can have Kraken, so they have two Calculates. Um, or they just target lock like, different things, yep. so they still they have the rerolls. 
networking. Game. And then Ahsoka with the force and target lock, she can just like have a double mod on this target and then splash off some force on the other one. Granted, and, you know, uses a lot of force to assist ships, but it's still a nice possibility for a mid-late game thing. Or Hera could have the target lock on the second target and then just throws it over to her buddy Ahsoka. Yeah, I was going to say, and Hera also supports that particular archetype. But the problem with like cluster missiles, besides that, like it requires a lock. Your other shot, if it's not being double-monded, I don't see why you'd bring this upgrade, especially because it's only like three reds but i see it on tarani because that's r5tk munitions fail shape shenanigans with zam more so than actually using the attack although you do get the trigger ability twice if you manage yeah. to get it off yeah that, that's i've been on the receiving end of that a couple times it's pretty nasty technically things like drea will work with it or you get a reroll off your attack as long as they're in drea's arc and it's not a primary anything, so you, I guess you could technically put it on something in Scum, but you don't really see that much. Besides the fact that Drea is expensive, like you don't see that. Is Sinker, speaking of things that are expensive, is Sinker primary only? Could you put I, this on some, could you put this on some Torrents? I mean, I've seen people put cluster missiles on Torrents, but I've also seen people do other things that are bad. <laughs> Oh, no, Sinker is primary attack, so it does not work with Sinker. The playtesting works. And I want to say about the math, um, shooting two single-modded attacks will usually net more damage than one fully-modded attack. That said, you are split-firing, which yeah. generally isn't good. Yeah, you really have to weigh, is it actually worth taking this? I mean... Uh, it's relatively cheap now, and they're only four points, but it's uh, four points you could spend somewhere else. You know, um, if you're bringing it on like Ahsoka, instead of four points for Ahsoka, you might carve out two extra points to put Instinctive Aim Procket somewhere. Uh, that's Yeah, that's what I would do. Which I think is better than the cluster missiles. Or carve out four points to put it somewhere else, because Ahsoka's pretty fine on her own. Or just have a four-point bid. <laughs> If you really need that, yeah, you can do that too. Um, I I don't see a lot of because people people also put these on like um, X ones early on when the game started. Uh, die advanced, and I was like, okay, I, I understand you don't have to necessarily spend the target lock with like fire control system on the first one, so you're still getting a shot off on the other one, but. I mean, for four points on those generic ones is kind of rough. Yeah, I think I think cluster missiles will have more use if we ever get back to a meta where droid swarms are all over the place, like ships that want to be close to each other. To yeah, not even necessarily droid swarms, swarms, just clustered ships. Yeah, clustered ships, but yeah, droid swarms was my example. Yeah. But now everything yeah. operates independently. We had yeah, an episode everything. on that. Yep. <laughs> um. So that's it for things that. I would categorize as like alternate attacks because you can see concussion missiles like on SFs or things in general. That's not necessarily a bad upgrade, but I think um, cluster missiles are far more interesting. So are what ion about, missiles. Ion missiles are amazing at two points just because it gives you the three die attack. I like at two points, 
I think it gives you a great return on investment on like droids even. Uh, there's probably a case to be made that at two points it might be a good upgrade on some like Kylo just because you can deny range three bonuses and maybe hit a three agility ship that much easier at range three. Probably not ion, but if you ion it, that much better. I think at two points there you are underrated because you see them a lot on the HMPs now. I think that's a great call. Uh, but before that, there were like four points, and that was just tragic. Ion missiles, ion torpedoes, so, so cheap. And you know what you're really going to be seeing a lot of ion missiles on? These tie whispers when they come out. Because it's going to be a cheap way of just like getting that three die shots, range yeah. three, range two. Yeah, I mean, two points is uh, hard to pass up. Next category I have is things that uh, modify your offensive dice or make your offense better, really, technically. So the first one I have is advanced optics, which people used to fly a lot with. I mean, they still do, It's but it's not in hyperspace right now, so you're not flying a lot of them. It's, but they put them all on the resistance A-wings. And like the SFs, like fanatical SFs with advanced optics was super good and heroic. Optics yeah, is pretty good. And they're five points now. They're not yeah. four. So it really limits how much you can spam them. And like, so the, that sort of just that one point, because advanced optics was something that was usually better spammed, made the like investment, what, four or five points more per list. Yeah. I mean, uh, what made advanced optics good was in lists that had consistent, um, two hits i mean that's why droid swarms were good or yep. like tie swarms like historically just because they have relatively accurate two die attacks and there's a lot of them mm-hmm. and like you say in resistance a's and sf's they're both two die attacks yeah and they both have another upgrade that lets them uh to, you know limit variance too with fanatical or heroic and really the only other ship you see advanced optics on consistently is going to be kylo and that's because Kylo has the force to go with it. Yeah. And and ZZ, but that's because ZZ cheats and still gets the token back. Do they still put it on Finn with Perceptive Co-Pilot and Heroic? I haven't seen that since Finn and First Optics went up. Yeah, yeah he, it gets pretty expensive. But um, isn't the math really weird where, like, if you have three reds, where it might... Because that's where the interesting thing lies, right? If you have three reds and you have advanced optics... Is it worth uh, the math wise? Is it worth having? And I know you put it a lot on the Sinar Jameson engineers, Cody. Yep. So the math says, like, against a three agility ship, you get 0.2 expected hits more if they have, like, a focus, um, which on an I1, I think is really good math at four points. Five points, now you're actually cutting into the bid a little bit more than I would like. You're cutting into, like, what other upgrades I want on the list. So I just, I don't think it's worth it anymore at that price point. Um, It also has an interesting thing where it's actually better to take the target lock on, if you have it on Kylo, and you have a range one shot, it's better to take the target lock and use the target lock and two force than it is to use advanced optics. 
you actually get like a 0.1 damage per hit uh per shot and that might not seem like a lot but adds up over the game to be one or two damage which is what you really want is with the upgrades like this is just a slow uh slow return on investment i guess because it's not a spike damage it's more of a consistent damage yeah yeah and really the you have to ask yourself if like the point two damage is worth bringing it for five points and um it you know it's i don't think it's other than zz and kylo who have other ways of mitigating it it's not good for higher pilots or higher initiative ships because you have to spend your focus on offense you can't save it for defense mm-hmm. and that's uh that's pretty limiting and that's one of the reasons I put it on the Sinar was because it's an I-1, generally shot after everything. If I had the focus, cool. Now my offense is that much better. But if I don't, then nothing lost. I saved some shields. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it a lot more on the your uh, engineer than something like, uh, like Bastion or something, you know, mm-hmm. something weird like that. Uh, next one I have is Juke. Which is um, seen a lot less play lately because of it's really expensive. Uh, but you used to see it a lot on Phantoms. You probably still do it seeing on Phantoms if people are bringing that. And Rexler, just because it works really well with his ability. But the problem with Juke is that unless you have a way of generating essentially free evades, it's not not worth the seven points you have to spend on it. Yeah, like the math already worked out so that it was worse than taking a focus on three red ships to just like have Juke. And since Evade's not much better uh, for defense than a focus, it just, there was no investment if you didn't auto generate an Evade. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, you're not going to take this on something like a Seek Swarm, right? I mean, one, Juke is basically useless they already have a focus token or way of putting the focus result back up to an evade um but the thing with juke is that you need multiple juke shots in order for it to be effective yeah and that's the thing like since you need multiple jukes it like at seven points it quickly adds up two jukes is 14 points you almost have a tie fighter there those damn sigma squadron aces ruining it for the rest of us if you're going to take it without generating free evades like a defender or a phantom. I mean, back. I mean, if you're if you're flying rack whisper, which I mean, I don't know why you would unless you hate yourself like I like I would. But I mean, Darth Vader can help out with helping with whispers juke as well. Like just being like either you're taking a damage, which is fine, or get rid of your focus tokens. So that might way my juke shock me nasty. Which is basically like. You sort of double up on it by having Vader because Vader is like the first juke usually strips a token, and then everyone after that's a crack shot. So yeah, but I'm not going to bring like juke sea swarms and like old Terok and strip all their green tokens, you know? Why not? <laughs> I, maybe yeah, if, so, if dared, I, I would. I played against someone who had juke on Layton, snapshot juke Layton. We can't have both. No, yeah, you're right. Gosh, well, how was it? Snapjook A-Wings. No, I'm, I, people probably had... I mean, Snapchat Laden was a thing for a bit. You can have that's, a juke on it. It's just not good. That's probably, like, 
Uh, Layden's better against the swarm meta. Like he actually has uses against the swarm meta if we were ever actually in a swarm meta. Yeah, because that ability like it gets better and better the more shots coming at it. It's technically a slightly better Luke for defense. Cody, any sh- any list that has more ships than I have is a swarm. But you usually only bring three. I've been rocking four ships lately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Juke is just kind of, I mean, maybe still on Whisper, depending if you have other I-5 or I-6 ships. Or blockers. Yeah, I, I haven't flown Juke on Whisper in a long time. It's just she's she's expensive. I like having Fifth Brother and Stealth Device on her at least, and then just adding Juke on top of that. She's she just gets so pricey. That's another thing with Juke. It is better on high initiative ships than low initiative ships, just because you still need the evade token. Yeah, I mean you you have to save the. When you're getting shot, you still have to save the evade, and that's probably the wrong call. Yep. Just like taking Juke. Uh, <laughs> on to the next one, though. Uh, Outmaneuver is semi-popular. I mean, you see it on Wedge still, um, and not the good one, the X-Wing Wedge. But you also see it on Gurry and General Grievous, but those are actually, you know, those are very good pilots to have Outmaneuver. Yeah, Grievous is just, it doubles down on what you want to do for his ability anyway, just getting the two re-rolls outside of Arc, and then what if they had one less agility? What if I'm the Nantex and I gave him one less agility and then outmaneuvered him? Well, gosh, I know. You don't have to tell me. Uh, so fun. But uh, it kind of suffers from the same thing as Juke, right, where it's expensive. Yeah, six And points. it's not, you know, you lose... I mean, it's not like you're not outside their front arc, right? It's outside of their firing arc. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if people realize that because mm-hmm. there's a lot of 180 degree arc ships out there, be it front back or the wide arcs like a boss or something. Boat, bow ties with yeah, falcons. Or, and Or turrets on ships. Turrets. Yeah. Like the Lancer. So it, And you also get really diminishing returns the lower agility you have yeah. or you're going against. Like, I mean, extreme examples, the decimator, but. But I like, I like putting out maneuver. I don't do it very often, mostly because phantoms are expensive, but I do like putting it on echo with the bendy barrel rolls with the bendy decloaks. And then it, it just makes her super unpredictable as to where she's going to be. And then just out maneuver and passive sensors, just doubling down on the weird decloaks with the target lock. She can be, she can be pretty nasty. I love it on echo. But you do passive sensor echo. I do collision detector echo. And then I can literally be where the hell I want. Yeah, I like both. I I have a I, there's there's merits for both of them. I've flown both of them. I like I like both. I played a outmaneuver whisper yesterday, which I can oh. see. Um, it is cheaper than juke, and you do get close to the same ability. Well, the last the last. Uh, GSP event, the only whisper that made cut was an outmaneuver advanced sensors whisper with a palp shuttle and a vendor. Oh, you know, that got worse and worse as he continued calling out. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kagi, too. Ooh. I mean, here's the thing about like outmaneuver, too, though. Like, you're putting a big red flag on whatever ship has outmaneuver. So if you're constantly procking it, you have to have some extreme 
reposition abilities, such as Guri, or I hope your opponent's just going to let you get away with pay. it. Yeah, he's just going to let you get away with it. Like, what? But if I have it on X-Wing Wedge, they lose two agility when I'm behind them. Why is X-Wing Wedge without maneuver ever outmaneuvering you? I don't know. I mean, I, I like it on A-Wing Wedge because now you're taking this like 41 point piece and you're just making it an actual heat magnet and taking it away from the other good parts in your list. Well, yeah. Like, I love having my wedge just sort of flank and I could see outmaneuver on it because if you turn all of your list in on a 41 point ship that's three agilities and can focus or evade, okay. Especially if you have other focus and evade support from the rest yeah, of your list. You got, got, you got your friends helping you out. Well, I mean, Wedge is always a solo pilot. He's just over there in the corner where the jousting blacks just now flanking you. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very, um, very hit or miss. I mean, you can't take it on like... Okay, you shouldn't take it on something like the I-4 um, interceptors, right? Or an academy pilot. No, you can't put on Academy Pilot. The Black Squadron Aces. Yeah, there you go. Which which Black Squadron Aces? I mean, you could uh, do both. The, the Imperial ones. <laughs> uh, Graz is an interesting one. Oh, jeez. No one should fly Graz. I love Graz. No one should fly Graz. <laughs> if Graz actually gets a points reduction, he can have uses with, like, afterburners. Yeah, and then you have to take seven-point afterburners and six-point six outmaneuver. Seven. It's only six, and I think it's only seven oh, it's points five. for I-6s. My mistake. You're putting 12 points on this guy to make him semi-playable, but you're still playing a Kirax. Yeah, but you're flying Grasso. I mean, yeah, you get baller points for that, but uh, I love Graz. I really do. But he's so bad. Those Kiraxes. Isn't he are... the one that if you're firing outside of Ark or something, they get a stress token? You got to be behind them. You got behind them? Yeah. <laughs> But again, like Wedge, why is there a Kirax flanking you? <laughs> if you're behind them, you roll one extra die. And also they roll what, one. You roll one extra defense die. So you're behind them and they're shooting you out of the rear arc or something. Maybe it's the counter to fire sprays that we've all been missing. <laughs> but yeah, outmaneuver is just such a hard read to get down you have to have some very special abilities to uh, ignore that uh the next one i want to talk about specifically i this is weird to me synchronized council i see so many people try to play synchronized council and they're doing it wrong i think synchronized council is an amazing upgrade but i would never take it unless i have a lat in my list because not spending your target lock to pass it on is bad. Unless you have other ways of re-rolling or modifying your dice. Would it also be really good with Wolfpack so you always get the target lock, even at low initiative? That's usually the combo you should do. So how many, like, it's synchronized council is one point? One so point. So saying three points plus synchronized council, and it initiate, uh, like opens up your... Ability to shoot a bunch of like protorps, plasma torps, and all that. Oh, so yeah. that's your investment. I mean, you can do okay. Another one of those Republic lists that are one point off, right? Is a lat with Wolfpack and Synchronized Council and like four four plasma torp Y wings with Synchronized Council. 
It sounds like if you move one of those to ion twops, it fits. Uh, you can do two with ion twops and then warthog. But you lose synchronized council on warthog. That's the only problem. And if people are doing it right, they shoot at warthog. So then you take the lock with the wolf pack, and then you would pass it on to the Y wings. So you're saying it's another 201 point it's list. It's another 201 point list, yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. But I, when I uh, did like a team tournament with Josh, uh, we threw a lad in there, and then we had just synchronized council and just 7B Jedi with synchronized council. And people don't understand how good that can be to be able to pass on target locks. Especially if you only have, yeah, if you have like only one of your um, fire convergence on your lat. Because at least you can get two double mounted shots off with that. But otherwise, never run that. Synchronized Council is terrible. <laughs> I, like, yeah, it's terrible unless it's like somehow enabling munitions. I mean, I played a list with Shakti. Uh, two dedicated arcs, and I think it was, it was Warthog, all with synchronized council and Wolfpack on on Warthog. And it's interesting. You get your double-modded shots with your arcs pretty well. You know, consistently, they can... They're threes, so usually other people shoot first. So you can still shoot back at them with a much stronger list. And it's okay, I mean, here's your problem. You already have a lat. So, like, the target locks are sort of wasted until the lat dies, usually. Well, you, someone shoots your lat, you can wolf pack it, you take the lock, you shoot at them with the lat, whatever, two dice shots, you toss it to the arc. They shoot their three die attack, you use the fire convergence on the lat, and they get their rerolls. You take that target lock, pass it up to the other arc, and then you got a fully modded focus target lock shot with that as well. Mm-hmm. It's sort of in theory how the chain goes. And then you just pass it to Shakti so Shakti doesn't have to spin a force. Yeah, I mean, uh, pass it to Shakti when you're done shooting at everything. Natty out. Um, it is really good for her. Uh, or the Eda specifically because of the purple target lock, so you can still pass it off pretty well. The other problem is that you're bringing three one agility ships, and that, that dies right now. Yeah, I can't confirm. But I, I, I can't imagine ever taking this without a lat. It's just the, those rerolls just enable you to dictate essentially where you're going to put that target lock. I mean, yeah. If you wanted to be cheap, could you try to do like a Wolfpack uh, R2-D2 Y-Wing with this? Like I said, just to try to enable some... Uh, munitions it's a lot cheaper i think you save like 15 points off that maybe even more you have to be in their arc for wolf pack to work so you're putting an r2d2 uh and then obviously you need some sort of turret so yeah you'd end up at like 37 points so you can put more things in there if you wanted maybe Maybe you can throw some Y wings in there or something like that, enable it a little bit better that way. Because yeah, you're saving at least twelve points, but you're like it's going to be a lot less modified, a lot more less more accurate. But 
maybe that's worth it. Depends on what the rest of your list is. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do like four Y wings with plasmas or two with plasmas, two with protons. Have four points left over or whatever. Assuming you have a turret on R two D two. But then also you have to bring five Republic Y wings, and that means you have to own five Republic Y wings. Or you have to have five friends who all own one Republic Y wing. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only have one. I only have one. I almost picked up another one, but. Yeah, but you can run four 7B Jedi with St. Council on all of them. But I don't think that's good. I mean, I guess you can target lock share, but... I mean, I've seen it on worse things. It's true. <laughs> um, it's just, it's very... The return on investment, unless you're running munitions or a list specifically built around that that enables it like Wolfpack, seems not not very high. So the uh, next category I have are uh, defensive dice mods, essentially. So the first one is going to be really contentious. Uh, Salt device. See it a lot on Phantom, Soon Tier, the Edas. Anything that has three agility and generally double mods on defense. And it's incredibly expensive when you have three agility and double mods on defense. It's only six points on Phantoms. Because they only have two agility. That's true. So, like, the reason that Defenders don't even have a mod slot is because this card exists. Yes, true. Gosh, could you could you imagine? No. A lone wolf where I add with stealth device. Uh, we before it's, uh, second edition was released when they just like leaked some cards. Uh, we were playtesting like the Defenders, and that it doesn't work. And Joe did like. Uh, our good friend Joe, he uh, did a math of it, and it took like 114 shots. <laughs> it's like 114 <laughs> shots in order to hit that thing. Gosh, with the with the full throttle, and oh my gosh, it's just it, it, yeah. I mean, those were like single instant shots, I believe. They weren't like consecutive shots, obviously, but like. But also, good luck. like <laughs> this card is why Fen Rao doesn't have a mod slot either. Well, that might be afterburners. Yeah, as I think well. that's more afterburners. But it's a, it's, a, it's why like certain a like a wings don't have mod slots or uh, the uh, silencers like Kylo. He used to. He did have a mod slot when he first came out. <laughs> that's true, and it was disgusting throwing stealth device on him. Especially like if you have like Hollow supporting him or something. Like oh, gosh. now it would be bad. Now it'd be really bad. Well, you're in the same thing. You're you're both getting at where I'm going about four agility dice with an evade and a focus, right? Mm-hmm. Seems very good. And th- that is why you see it on Eda's right now. Right. Yeah, gosh. And especially with like Ayla being able to support it a little bit mm-hmm. to guarantee that at least one of them is paint. Um it's just <laughs> how many times have you been burdened by stealth device? I mean, it'll happen. It's still yeah. like the difference between self device and shield upgrade is a dice game. The math, if you can double mod it, generally says it's better to have self device because you're spending both of them at, um, the same amount of points for your agility, nine points for um, three agility. And the longer your self device can stay up, it's just like you get so much higher return on investment. You can get two, three, four, or more shield upgrades basically per just by having the self device that said you can also just blank out on your five die 
uh, greens and get one shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't leave home without having stealth device and whisper. Like I just, I consider that almost an auto include for her, at least when I'm flying her. And yeah, I mean, it's great when it works, when people are just shooting at whisper and you've got a force and two of A's and it's just not going to take any damage. But then there's always going to be the one round where it's like, Oh, I'm all blanks on a proton torpedo. It's like, it happens. And that's another thing about whisper. She has, two evade tokens if she needs it and you can spend mm-hmm. both evade tokens so you have to like have three hits and whisper to blank out to actually damage whisper and i want to give a shout out because it is really cheap on one agility ships uh like, you're gonna do this <laughs> uh, of course ray with the ability to uh modify blanks to evades like the initial range three uh engagement if you want to be defensive with it before you get range one you're rolling three green dice with two blank two uh evades and a focus token uh, against the swarm you actually unexpected to take a lot of damage from that so you can like have full health jump range one and then just nuke something off the board because you're ray han solo is sort of the same thing but because you're strafing instead of uh, jousting, you usually have three, four agility. You have the evade token. You get a reroll from that. You get the Han reroll and force. You aren't going to take damage, even though you're only a one agility ship, just because your green dice are that modified. I know you also played for a while Finn with stealth device. Finn is an interesting one because there's a little bit of like good math, bad math to it. You don't trigger heroic as much, but because you can add just a straight eyeball, you get another guaranteed evade, especially if you have that perceptive co-pilot. The problem is it's just really expensive. Now you're like a 40-point pod. It's like 42 points. See, that's what return on investment is. Are you willing to spend 42 points on Finn? I'm sure, I'm sure someone is. <laughs> it's actually 43 if you have heroic. No, no, no. Put advanced objects on there. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Now you're at like just Pava level. Perfect. But yeah, that stealth device kind of. You wouldn't put it on many two agility ships, right? You just put it on like the Phantoms. Or yeah, I guess pretty- specifically. Finn. Whisper, Echo are pretty much the only two agility ships I would consider putting it on. If you're putting it on Finn, you can also put it on Rose, though. Yeah. It's just less consistent. I would say it's more consistent, actually. Because you do get like two, three rerolls. Although Guaranteed Evade is, yeah. Yeah. Would you put it on Luke? I would if I have a way of getting Luke. Evade tokens. I was about to say, I would if I have Hera in the squad. Or like a Jin with something else. Maybe just Jin somewhere. An idea floated around in my head about putting stealth device on Garvin to make him three agility and also, you know, still have Hera to soak on all them. That seemed semi interesting. You get three dice that are double modded forever. Might work really well with like the uh, I don't know what the points is on the rebel. Uh, just you don't, I don't take damage list. 
the benthic Kyle. Oh yeah. Era. Rebel socialism. Rebel socialism. There it is. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting card. I mean, other than I guess specifically Falcons, he wouldn't put it on a one agility ship specifically on and Ray rebel Han and Ray for the one person who plays resistance Han. It is only three points on Kanan. <laughs> At one time, I roll one eyeball. I wonder if it's worth it on Callus. That might be something semi-interesting. Because then you can at least roll two. I wouldn't put it yeah, on Yeah, if they ledger dice. Yeah. I mean, if they don't, good. So, like, yeah, self-device is best when you have a good chance of keeping it more than one attack. Which is why you see it mostly on three agility or heavily modified. Yeah. Like, decimators my stealth device decimator my stealth device cloaking device ray or well the cloaked ray because you got it from bucket holdo bucket <laughs> roll my six defensive dice with ray i can do it if i try hard enough uh the next one brilliant evasion you've seen these most recently on the edas I believe a lot of that's to Ayla and Stealth Device. Not necessarily both at the same time, but like, you know, together in conjunction. Um, but man, didn't they run the math? Also, when this first came out, it was like double the price. So it was like four points when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, they did the math, right? Is it just a really low chance of getting two of A's on your green dice? So it wasn't yeah. actually worth it. Two focuses. Yeah, sorry. Depending on how long the game goes, you might. It's like heroic, where it's probably not going to come up too often. I trigger heroic every turn. Damn it! Just roll worse. All right. So, brilliant evasion is another one of those. Like, it's at one point. If you aren't using the force, I mean, yeah. If you aren't using the force light, you probably just automatically bring it's it. Two points. Uh, but at two points, oh, yeah. it's just it's best to have the bid or something. You aren't going to have it enough. Yeah, you know it's better than using brilliant evasion, not getting shot. If only I could always not get shot. Was I playing you, Matt, who just triggered brilliant evasion like three times in one game? Yeah, when pissed I was, me off. I was flying that degenerate uh, <laughs> two Ada and CLT Obi Wan list. And Ayla did have Brilliant Evasion and Stealth Device in the same list. Same with Anakin, right? And yeah, that was the he managed degenerate. to get that off with Ayla, so you could still use Brilliant Evasion. So he still yeah. had his Stealth Device. Yeah, it was against our Range One Boba Fett. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Unreal. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it happens. I saved a screenshot of the, that dice variance. And that's the other thing about Brilliant Evasion. It's better the more green dice you're rolling, so you'll see it on the Stealth Device. Which, even with four greens, five greens, it still doesn't come up that often. I used to see it all the time on, like, 7B Jedi. Or even CLT Jedi. The more green dice you roll, the more likely (laughs) it is to come up. I've seen someone put it on Ray, sir. What if I had self device? Would that be fine? Both my co-hosts are giving me terrible, terrible looks, so we're going to go on to the next round. <laughs> next one. Gravitic Deflection. This was a contention for a while, and I, I'm not sure why. I always thought it was a good upgrade. 
but it's um, obviously it's only for the Nantex. So you only see it on Nantex. Um, it's so good if you're able to pass off the tractor token and not get shot. But even using it yourself, if you don't need all three die results, it's actually still pretty decent if you don't end up tractoring someone. Like I've actually seen people play. Um, Since like, gravitic deflection is so rarely used, you think we should tell people what it does? Well, if they listen to our podcast, they should know knowledge. Yeah. Okay. If, if someone's shooting at you and there's a tractor beam in the arc somewhere, you get the reroll and green die, essentially. Um, I've seen people do like Predator Gravitic, um, Petronaki Arena, Arena Aces, which was interesting because they do end up, if they're going to reposition, you do end up um, needing it. Like a, there's a possibility of you triggering it, I should say. It's, and this uh, is a, another card that's probably better spammed because you you only need one ship to be tracked in the firing arc. Yep. For all, like every ship that has this to get that extra green. Right. So you, if it's like a spammed card, you can have five Nantex and four of those Nantex before agility. Yeah, essentially. It was also pretty good when you had Ensnare because then you can pass off the tractor token to who's ever shooting you or uh, if you happen to just bump into the guy, the guy that, you know, you bumped. So you still get a re-roll on defense. Uh, so if you pass that off to another ship, because it is uh, each tractor ship in the attack arc, you are not in your own attack arc, are you? No. But like, but the people shooting you, if they have a tractor ship in the attack arc, you get to re-roll a green die. So the ship that you tracked doesn't get the uh, plus one, but uh, re-roll, but everybody else does. Right. But it's also, I mean, again, if you just hit the ship... <laughs> And they're a small base, I should say. Because, you know, it's significantly worse against medium and large base ships. I mean, you can use Gravitic Deflection if you're tractored. Yep, if you're yeah, self-attracted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's another have, thing. I must have misunderstood what you were saying. Well, I was saying if I was passing it off within Star. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, you could also use it if you are tractored. Because, obviously, you are a tractored ship and it's firing arc. Yep. And if you don't specifically specifically need all three of those greens, it's not too bad. You get a reroll. Granted, you shouldn't do it too much because you're only a four hull ship. Um, but I I think it's an underrated card. It was questionable at five points, but now it's at four. And do you think like having it at four points, like the investments there yet, or do you think at three points it'll actually be a good investment? I mean, it's a reroll, right? So it can save you the shield or, well, you know, hull. How many times you reroll it to a benefit? True, but if you're, like, spamming it, then it can get expensive at four points. At three points, like, every copy is negative one point. So oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, if it was cheaper, it'd be great, but I don't think it's bad investment right now. Gotcha. I mean, I do you know how many shots I lived because Sheretic had Gravitic Reflection when I was flying that. It was great. I think if you're going to fly the set bases, which not many people will, but I think Sheretic is probably the better one to have it on because he's least likely to be able to get his ensnare off on fives and sixes. 
that was my thought process when I made that list. Or, you know, you could have an old Terak who boosts range one into your ensnare. <laughs> Which I, I have, I have had that happen before. And I'm like, all right, bro, like, here you go. Here, here's a rock. <laughs> but now I can pivot off that rock. So I don't have to hit it next turn. I mean, true. <laughs> Except for if I boost it in with Terra, I could probably be a linked focus action too. So now I'm double stressed. Yep. Quality. <laughs> but now you have agency. You can choose to do that. You can That's choose true. to double stress. I have reminded people to take the 90 degree turn so they can still proc at me. And it was very sad, but I'm just like, I'm not going to not bring up that you still have this option. Cause I think you just forgot because most people did. Mm -hmm. That's what I get for flying lats, the pilot, not the ships On to the next one. These are just convicts. 7B is always kind of interesting to see. Uh, I used to see it a lot on Anakin. And you see it on Mace, you see it on Ahsoka. It's just the problem with it. It's an incredibly expensive upgrade the higher you get. Or just really in general, but the higher initiative you go up, the, the so expensive. It's really, like, it's crazy how expensive it is on Anakin in the 7B. Anakin, no matter what, is really expensive in the 7B. He's paying for wave three crimes. I mean, it can be a future if you're that expensive, but not. 80, 85 points. <laughs> yeah. Delta 7 Anakin. I, I, it's absurd. And like the 7B just is a X-Wing with force. Granted, it's a double repositioning X-Wing. That cannot be understated. So, like Anakin and Obi Wan and Plo can really use that double reposition to make sure they aren't getting shot and take away the weakest part of the Sun B, which is the low agility. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine running a CLT Ahsoka that's garbage. So, you have to bring 7B on Ahsoka. Otherwise, she's a support ship, and that's not why I'm bringing Ahsoka. Not for nine points over, uh, is it nine or seven points over the uh, Jedi Knight? Uh, it's more than it should be. <laughs> That's all I remember. But this is also really six, good on the six points over. Six points. This is also really good on the low initiative ships because you aren't going to get CLT lineups as much. You got the extra shields and you just turn into more of a bruiser type. Yeah, I mean, for the generic Jedi Knights. Incredible upgrade. Definitely would take it. 49 points is a steal for that. Yeah, the, it, there's a reason why they're everywhere in hyperspace right now. But something like Mace, you know, who is very good with 7B, and he's a 4, so it's still cheaper. He's still 62 points, which is a, a fair amount for what you're getting out of him. How many points is Luke? <sighs> Uh, Luke is 62. But Luke's better than Mace. Well, he's less maneuverable. but He's less maneuverable. He gets the extra initiative and just hasn't, like, I'd say that's actually pretty close. Yeah. But I can bring a proton torpedo. And that's For 12 points, and I don't think that's a good return on investment. Ooh, fair enough. I don't like Plo Koon with 7B. That's 65 points. 
I don't think it's terribly difficult for him or Obi-Wan to line up CLT shots. It's not. I mean, just you can bring calibrated laser targeting for four points or you could bring 7B for 20. And that's really hard to justify that 16 points for one less agility for two more shields and one more attack. It's just, it's just, they just price it out of, you can't bring it on high pilots anymore. I mean, you can. It's if, do you want to have 93 points worth of Anakin? Because I figure if you're going to take 7B on Anakin, you should probably bring R2 Astromic as well. If he's that expensive, he might as well, I guess, at that point, right? Yeah, that's half your list for one ship, which, I mean, it's fun. He's really good. He has. I don't think he's particularly amazing. Don't get me wrong. He's he's fine, but. Right. At that point, you might as well put supernatural reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> but, geez, like 130 so point Anakin. Why not? One of the How brothers will play it, right? I'm sure. <laughs> Um, we'll get to supernatural later on in this podcast. The next one, um, sensitive controls. I know Cody, you've had a little bit of experience with this, probably more than most. Actually, you've had a fair amount of experience with this. Yeah, two I still points. Understand why the two points? Because these are really bad on high initiative ships. You can do some gimmicky stuff with like blackout. It's not good, as most gimmicks generally are. It's going to be best on low initiatives because you basically give them supernatural reflexes. And it's cool. You can sort of like block Eda's repositions with this. High level there. It also makes the I1s, they aren't the best at acing. So it allows you to sort of semi-phantom with a barrel too hard. So you just sort of stay in the same position, have really good time on target. Also, you could play on the striker now, right? And then just go really, really fast with your pre-boost or pre-maneuver boost. Especially since you can do a seven straight, like off-rip and get a focus and be unstressed to do it again. Man, I mean, the biggest problem with this card is that I'm not sure which is a bigger problem with the card. That is standardized or that is two points, actually? I'll say standardized. If it was two points, I could actually still put this on the I-1 silencer. With like a Kylo. Yeah. But the problem is like FO's still Kylo and Malasaurums. Yeah. Yeah, the standardized kills it. It's just yeah, it's so bad for higher you just don't have enough ships, I guess I should say, in FO to make this super viable. Maybe when those other two ships come out, this might be revisited. Yeah, because you really you really want it on those I one signars. It's really good on them. But if you want to have Kylo on the list as well, like Kylo does, wants nothing to do with this card at all. He wants to take advantage of the double reposition after. Or even on interceptors, like I've never seen people bring this on interceptors. I mean, you can I have, have like it's it seems really iffy, gimmicky. I think it's harder to block um, with mm. the interceptors with this ability. And also, they have like three straight that are just blue. They have four straight. That's blue. Oh, is it four straight? The five straight's not blue, though. Just having the three hole, just yeah. way less tankier than the sun. It's too fragile. Yeah, because this definitely makes you more into a bruiser and less AC. Although, what's his face is really funny. Is that Turfiner or Lurier, the one that just barrel rolls janky? That's kind of oh, comical cool. with this. 
I mean, it, it works decently with like turret two, I guess. Uh, not really, because you can't double uh, reposition off of a uh, shooting. Yeah, I just it, eh, two points. It's rough. But also in the same boat is vector thrusters for the RZ1s. They're also standardized. They're only one point, and they allow you to have a rear arc, which is cool, I guess. But, man, that's it kind of kills a lot of the good parts of the A-Wing. Yeah, because you have Ahsoka, I'm going to throw uh, Wedge and Hera in there, which probably prefer not to have a turret attack or not to have a turret attack but prefer the double repositions or like the focus boosting and I mentioned Wedge because Wedge doesn't get his ability off the rear arc I mean you've seen I've seen it on Hera that's where it's most commonly brought but it was also because they're single that's just the only A-wing in that list it was more of like a weird rebel kind of ace list with like Han and Hera and another pilot. Um, so you still had the option of five straighting and like or rotating and five straighting essentially. But it's like not good for someone like Arvel, right? Who you could boost into things. And like Jake is okay because you get the focus earlier, but a lot of the barrel rolling, focusing, boosting focus again is. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't Very get the good. focus earlier because it's a red boost. Well, you wouldn't get the focus, but someone else would. I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, someone else helping your buddies out. Yeah, that's a, that's another reason why it's not good on on Jake. It's just oddly anti synergistic with a lot of their pilots. But it's decent as a bean, I guess. She gets her ability regardless of what arc she's shooting out. But also, Sabine's like three points too expensive, so she's pretty pricey. Oddly pricey. More than like. Everyone, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same boat, cost one point, sure, fine. Standardized, what kills it? Like, I understand the standardized because, like, the droids with the struts, but I don't actually like it. I think it's actually going to be more detrimental to upgrades than um, not having standardized in general. I guess it kind of depends on what they do, right? I mean, who cares if you standardize, like, as foils for the X-Wing, right? Yeah. But like, if it's starting to do things that cost points that are affect the play style of the ship, it might be kind of a problem. Yep. So last category I want to talk about are, like, I don't know. I, I put this as how do you have to build your list around these or, like, there's really high-cost gimmick things. Um, like Piston. He is expensive for what he does <laughs> you know two attacks still have to hold on to the focus so now you have to pay like 18 points if you want perceptive co-pilot and biston which is pretty much a, i saw one list that didn't have perceptive co-pilot but i don't think they were right <laughs> and did they have Hera with it i don't remember i don't think so actually that's the best part about it um Benthic? no no there was no token passing i think it was like a Dash wedge or a dash uh, dash Han list, but somehow Dash didn't have the one with Piston. Those I don't it, silly things. I have to dig pretty deep in the meta wing for these things. Um, 
Piston, you almost exclusively see him on dash, which I don't think is the right call, despite you getting four dice. Um, I don't think it's the right call. Don't tell the internet that. Yeah, I don't think it's the right call because I'd rather have Piston on Han if I'm going to bring Piston, especially if I have something like Hera with me in the list. That's fair. I do love like Han just getting double mods and anything, or at least single mods, even if he doesn't. Um, so Piston on dash, it does like make one hit. Like a four die shot is averaging two hits, which just odd modded. Right. That's not necessarily bad. And if you have trick shot involved, it's like 2.5. So And you probably have two focuses, so those shots go up a little bit more too. Uh, but man, is that a really expensive dash. Dash is not maneuverable enough in the meta right now to do really well. Yeah, uh, it's also a really expensive Han, but Han has boost to be able to yeah. get out of things. But Han has boost and Han has regen. If you bring in R2 and he's much more sturdy and much more consistent. And you can bring trick shot on him too. Why not? You don't get like Kanan, but whatever. It's like 113 points or something like that for all the nice things. And you could fit still a fair amount of things. You could do like a Bistan Han with like trick shot and R2 and all them and like Hera and still have points for like uh, a Baldy Crow Kyle Katarn with Jin if you wanted to or uh, Hera Soka if you wanted to I think you have like 49 points left over which is an interesting spot for Rebels um, you can have Garvin if you wanted to why not <laughs> um, but man do I not want to bring Piston he's so 10 points that's the tough part but you can't like lower him I mean, maybe the nine, but you can't have like an eight point Biston because then he's going to, I don't know. I don't like it. doesn't feel right to me. But the uh, next one we have is uh, Supernatural Reflexes, <laughs> which is so comically expensive for I-5s and I-6s that you almost never see it outside maybe a Kylo 2 ship list. Like Kylo Von Rick, which is a thing that a couple people are flying for some reason. It won an event. That's true. That game was terrible to watch. In my opinion, I guess I can't objectively say that it was terrible because it was terrible. But it was because it's still I think it was just uh, you have to be so cagey with Supernatural Kylo. And in that particular game, you're going against HMP. So it was basically like you don't engage at all no it's just it's, it's it's not how i like to play the game it's, it's just not my style i just and supernatural reflex is just so expensive yeah is it weird i can play kg better in person than in, in tts i get bored sitting in a computer chair with like not really friends or anything talking to so yeah, I just that's understandable rather engage yeah it's understandable i just uh it can be good, and it was incredibly good for a while. I remember it was 12 points. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I do remember when it was 12 points. But it has the drawback. If it, I can't boost with it or else it'll hurt me. I was only on Vader who had the drawback. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's 
what, like 32 points for an i6 or something absurd like that yeah it's it's 32 points to put it on Vader and anakin it's not worth it no it's, it's 24 not. if you're kylo. does that make kylo right base kylo with supernatural is what 90 no exactly 100 points rough <laughs> cody would you fly 100 point kylo I could. I'd rather not. It's not enough. Like, I don't like two ship lists, and FO doesn't have the ships for a three ship list. Would we don't have the pocket aces like that? Yeah, I've seen people put it on Luke, and that's wrong. I don't know. I just don't think it's worth bringing. And that's good. I think the game's better if supernatural reflexes doesn't exist. I agree. It's yeah. better for new players. It's better for current players. It's just better in general. It's okay. It's they not, fixed it. It's not a completely feels bad moment. Yeah. Maybe I mean, an epic. I'll try it. Yeah. Like if they gave it the hyperspace <laughs> wing treatment, I would love it. <laughs> uh, the last one I kind of want to talk about just Hondo. There was a lot of hype of Hondo coming in and th- that's not anywhere. Um, there's one instance I found on Meadowing and someone brought it on Scum Han, which is cool, I guess, because you have an I6 coordinate, but I have not seen them at all. Which is actually curious to me because you could put Hondo on like a Moldy Crow Hawk and just do things because you already have your two focus tokens, but also because Rebels have so much token sharing already, they have, they can equip R3 Astromax. Uh, Jake's just passing out focuses and all this stuff. So those extra tokens usually, you can like jam your R3 Astromax target lock that's just not, that you aren't going to be shooting at. And then like coordinate Jake a barrel boost if he took a target lock and everybody gets the focus actions that way. So there's some synergy in the Rebel faction for it. And there's, you know, it's always... Nice to be said. You can jam your opponent and try to coordinate the stress ship or a ship where it doesn't matter if they take actions right now or a ship that's, you know, not in a position to do anything. Coordinate a sheathapede. So, yeah, one of the issues, like, it's six points, takes up a crew slot, takes up your action, and those positives and negatives, and it's not always, it's not consistent. For six points. That makes it super thematic because Hondo is not consistent. (laughs) My biggest problem with having Hondo is that you have to bring a crew carrier. And those can get pretty expensive or kind of useless. Because I'm not going to put them on something like Forlom or Zuckus, right? Because that'd be... They kind of need their actions. and Yeah. Appreciate the Scum Han. That's... A thing you can do, but stand with Glub already. Yeah, I'm sure Glub will go up. Two points is a little absurd. (laughs) We'll see. Um, Go on. I know it's not on the list, but one thing I do want to do is like repositioning uh, upgrades, sort of like afterburners and extreme maneuvers. I just open up like your ability to play cagier or more offensive. Like, extreme maneuvers on Kylo or Ahsoka allows 
them both to just either engage, disengage whenever they want, line up bullseyes better if you're Ahsoka. And then Afterburners, you see it a lot on Vader because he needs the boost action. You see it sometimes on uh, Old Terak because he has a mod slot now. Yay. I like throwing Afterburners on Quick Draw as well. Not that I play Quick Draw anymore, but when I was playing Quick Draw, I would, I would love throwing it on her. Just doing the three sloop into a pattern analyzer, afterburners boost. <laughs> Just because you can proc her ability consistently better and all that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I like afterburners. It's a little expensive now for the higher pile skills, obviously, but I'm not, not going to take it on Vader, right? No, no, it's kind of an It's fun on Echo, like with the, like with the barrel roll shenanigans, three yeah. bank collision detector boost it's like echo can get like go almost anywhere on the board i mean you see it sometimes on like luke or wedge which is i think a little questionable it's not bad by any means questionable i know mitch plays it with graz but they don't have like three turns so that sucks not graz talonbane god got in my head cody yeah, Mitch, Mitch loves that Talonbane Cobra. I mean, Mitch also plays Graz, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't slap afterburners on him. He slaps it on uh, Talonbane. And Extreme Maneuvers, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, the thing is, I'm not going to put it on like a 7B anyone, I think, in my mind, just because I think their dial just kind of naturally leans them to the bank boosts over the hard boosts. But the Edas don't really have like a one bank, right? So they're more likely to use uh, extreme maneuvers for that. But also they're four starved, so that might be a questionable call as well. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of putting extreme maneuvers on Adas because, like you said, they do get four starved pretty quickly. That's why, like, Ahsoka is one of the main ones I see it on. Uh, Rebel Ahsoka, I should say. Because you don't have to use her ability. Like, her ability is nice, but... I mean, Ahsoka's so good. People are sleeping on Ahsoka. Ahsoka's so good. I mean, if you want to be crazy, she's got two four slots, put extreme maneuvers and patience on her. Both Ahsokas are super good. Both Yes. People are sleeping on both Ahsokas. All Ahsokas are good. But yes, I'm partial to Rebel Ahsoka currently. But also, speaking of kind of maneuvering things... um, like vectored thrusters it's much more worth it on someone like Dangar than it would be on like Ark Nora or something, right? People that have the red barrel rolls. But maybe specifically Dangar because repositioning. Do you mean expert handling? Yeah, same thing. What did I say? You said vectored thrusters. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, expert handling. The First card art was the same, okay? At one point, leave me alone. Oh, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I, I had the, the, car yeah, the arc doing the barrel rolls yeah. in the mountains. Yeah, expert handling. Expert handling is much better on Dengar. Um, and Josh played it on Nora. Like, it's not bad on Nora, but it's a little more expensive than I want it to be. Yeah, I mean, I understand getting getting the barrel rolls in there to, like, just make her that much more annoying for her ability. It does let you barrel roll in, like, 4K next turn, which is cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like the things like that are like engine upgrade, right? And on Han, yeah, Han. It's I don't like it on Han because that's really expensive. But if I have it on like Jin or Kyle, where it's two points, that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, but like Han, 
I don't like it on Lando either because Lando's always in blues, so he doesn't care. He just do an action then boost. How many ships have red boosts? Um, I don't think there's any medium bases that have it. The Hawk, uh, the Falcon. Yeah. Y-Wing. Well, the new one. The new Y-Wing and then the new... No, the new the new FO bomber just has the red boost in the system phase. No, the red boost, yeah, it does. And then yeah. it's the white boost in the system phase. Yeah. So I mean there's you know purpose to taking it. It's just I would much rather take it on a small ship if I have t- two leftover points. Fair over, enough. Uh, Han or Ray. Anything else we want to talk about return on investment? You gotta make sure you know what you're doing. You gotta make the call. List building wise, what your list needs, and if it's worth it, and uh, we'll figure out a place for Hondo eventually. I hope so. I like Hondo; they're my favorite character. It'd be nice to see him played more. I mean, if you don't see him play, you can always get like a point job, so there's a better return on investment. True. Would you play Hondo for five? Depends on the list. I mean, you can go in any faction. So not an FO. No, not an FO. That's for not sure. Not an Empire either. You could put an FO with one of the new pilots that we will get to very soon. I don't think it's good, but you can do it. <laughs> uh, so next off, just some of the new stuff that was released. Just want to go over it real quick because I think they're super cool. Start with the Y-Wings again. The Initiative 1, Chorus, Capilum, some stupid Star Wars name. Before you engage, you could choose one ship in your firing arc at range 0 to 1. If you do transfer a green token from that ship to you, because I'm Paylob now. Insane. It's so cool. I mean, you're an I-1, so uh, you slap a turret on there and you just go to town. I love this. I think I think he's going to be I think he's going to be really good. That's a really nice ability, even though he is I-1. How much is Swamp Tactics in like an I-3? I why would I know this? It's three points. It's three points for swim tactics on like an I three. Might like you might see this ability like with some janky swim tactics stuff just because of that. Uh, that's true. I, <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, it just it's like a nice f u to whoever still has green tokens by the end of when he's firing yeah, or yeah, whisper. Some- Whisper, Echo, Phantoms. No. Also, but if you're Whisper and you're in range one of his arc and you didn't do anything to stop that, like it's kind of shame on you. What? Well, I mean, you you have a dorsal turret or something, you have an 180 degree arc or block. I'm not. No, don't make excuses for these bad Whisper players. Also, keep in mind, like Alex was saying pregame, these things have boost now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, boost into like a calculate if you have engine upgrade, and then you're just. It's so funny. It's so cool. I think really bad. Yeah, I think these are going to be be fun. Anything that holds green tokens like Gamut or Shakti. Look at that. Already calling out counters. Yeah. Like, hey, Bosk, be ashamed if I took your reinforcement and then shot you. What if you know, the ship's already shot? Like, whatever. Yeah. I can just take my own friendly ship's focus token. It's true. Uh, I, I think it's super cool. It's super scummy. So I automatically love it. It's so fun. I I hope he's not like crazy expensive because I will just run this guy and everyone and see what happens. 
It'll be fun. The next pilot, returning from an X-Wing that no one played. Kai Thuranali? Now an I-2 instead of a 4. If you fully ask you maneuver, if you move through a friendly ship, you perform the evade action. Cool. Yay. You're a Y-Wing. I'm not sure which one is worse. I've never seen her played ever. I assume it's her. Actually, no, it's like a blue fish dude. I know who this guy is. So the X-Wing version is four points more than the I-4. And honestly, it's not worse. It's also like if you're four points more, I can use these four points so much better. A poor ROI, you would say. Yes. <laughs> Especially with resistance, which is also really tight on points. I mean, maybe maybe it's better in a Y-Wing because at least you have the evade, right? So congratulations, you evaded on your one die. Maybe it's super cheap. You never know. They could pull a Merle and make it cheaper than the generics. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they did that with quite a few named pilots that just have useless abilities. Yeah, or the same as it, like Joy Rakoff. Mm-hmm. The next one, Wizla Teshlo. That's an I-4. After you form an attack, the Defender's dealt a face-up damage card. The Defender gains one strain token unless it chooses one non-reoccurring charge from one of its upgrades and loses that charge. So now we finally get to somebody who's going to like that wartime config. Yes, because you just slap proton torpedoes on him. And you're just like, cool. I don't know. It could be mean. Is that wartime config standardized? Oh, that'd be so bad. I would not fly. I I I want to say it is, but I don't know. Well, it's not written on the card or anything, so. Could always come out like that. True. Please, no. I'm already over-standardized. Ah, I mean, it's cool. You get a strain. Um, I mean, if you put a crit through, right, you just put on a proton torpedo. It's a Y-wing. It can handle it. As long as it dealt a face-up damage card, too, so you have to go through shields annoyingly. But it's a strain. That's cool. You're four. Other people shoot after you, maybe. And uh, Or you could just strip a non-reoccurring charge, and I find that so dirty. That's so cool. So what's the timing on this with, like, Zam? This is after you perform an attack, Zam's after you defend. I right. think after you perform an attack is before after you defend. Who knows, man? It might just be up to player order. Gotcha. But that's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime you can just, like, you have one less pro torp unless you want to take one less green with a shot incoming. Yeah, I mean, generally, I assume you'll be taking the strain. But if you lined up some good shots, that could actually be pretty nasty. How was kind of funny to me just watching a Y-Wing just pro-torp like an afterburner off the ship. <laughs> or something, or like the astromech right off. I find that funny. So that's kind of cool. I like scummy things. I like the resistance. That's always fun. The Y-Wings are shaping up to look like they might actually be a good addition and not like just oh cool another y-wing and uh now for the really interesting things first order releases go with the tie whisper first whirlwind before you engage you may remove any number of jam tokens then you may gain one focus token for each enemy ship that has units front arc here's the thing that you might almost use honda hondo for right no it's it's weird i'm not sure if it's good I mean, it depends. If you if zero is a number, 
that's a really good ability. If it's not, it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Bring the. I mean, if it has that text. config right and it's still jammed, that's not the worst. I don't know. He's threes, and it's another before you engage ability. But if you're going against a swarm, that's comical. <laughs> if you manage to somehow stack a bunch of jam tokens on him, eight focuses. I mean, it's not one jam per focus. It's well, yeah. one focus for every. Yeah, I'm sorry. So that's that's interesting. Fuenok too. So like, if you somehow like Han Solo's <laughs> side to side, <laughs> yes. <laughs> He can't shoot you now. You remove your jam and get the focus. Uh, this, this is an interesting ship. I wonder how much it will be costed. Um, hopefully cl- pretty close to those generics because it doesn't seem like uh, a super amazing ability. But against uh, lower initiative meta, it might actually be pretty solid. Swarm Tactics meta. <laughs> or or the Swarm <laughs> Tactics meta, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is Nightfall. It's an I-4. After you fully execute a maneuver or perform a boost action, each ship you move through gets two jam tokens. He synergizes with his own teammate, Whirlwind. <laughs> um, it seems okay. I'm not yeah. terribly thrilled by this. Of the abilities I've seen, this is the best of the abilities non-Kylo that I've seen. I guess that's fair. Because Wrath is basically... Yeah. Not yeah. good. It is each ship, so I guess if you somehow managed to five straight through like three ships, that'd be pretty cool. And then you boost through a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> which happens. I played straight up yes. Connect Four with my opponent. Got them all. Hope I brought um, eight jam tokens. But I mean, the last part about this is you don't need the config to be jamming your opponent. Yeah. Uh, and that also means like you're free to rotate off like a focus rotate. Uh, boost, rotate, something like that. Yeah. Whereas the other whispers, you have to actually like choose between rotating and jamming if you have the config. I mean, I thought like he legitimately doesn't need the config at all. Yeah. But I can see it being useful because you're handing out jam tokens. Yeah. And you just slap a missile on them or something like five, th- five straight. Oh, no, they don't have to lock rotate, though. Nope. God, the playtesting works. Look at that. To take the lock somehow before. And then... Just fly through someone and rotate. Hide behind a gas cloud. Have Hollow give you a focus after you uh, take a target lock. You have or just have it facing it. back and then just fly through someone and lock them. That too. Because you can... That's not their firing right? Because it's not like an SF. He's still the bullseye. Yeah. Granted, your opponent really has to play into that. Uh, he seems interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, points dependent. I'm not sure how many... But Cool. I guess jamming things is wholesome. It is very wholesome. Fun. It's fun. Range zero to one jamming is much more wholesome than I get a target lock at range three and I jam you. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, just play E-wings and, you know, one straight on the first turn and then pop all their FCs. The next one, the super cool ones, the FO bombers. We get Scorch with a different ability. For some reason, named Scorch. I-4, when a friendly ship at 0 to 1 performs a primary attack, it may spend one hit result. If it does, after defending, the defender gains one strain. So it's an I-4. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. 
I guess it works on himself. So if you have a garbage hit, like you're shooting range three, I guess, and you're rolling two dice and your opponent has more than two agility, you can spend a hit and they get a strain. Cool. I, why not just have the other hit go through? Why not just take the other Scorch? I was going to say he would be better if he had the other Scorch's ability. Here's the I, mean, I don't know about that. The style is not that good for other Scorch's ability. True. Um, and if you are bringing like the Scorch with a swarm, why are you not just bringing Malaris? Yeah. Like, it doesn't fit that because if you like shoot four times through a gas cloud, you just give four strains, which seems good. But like your Malaris is still going to be better the next round. But, but, breach. Look at this monstrosity of the amazing pilot. I-5, after you fully execute a maneuver or perform a boost action, which you can do in the system phase, if you move through an enemy ship, you get an acquire a lock on them. At 5. And proton torpedoes. Now this one actually, go on that. <laughs> this one seems amazing. Yeah, I think breach will be pretty good. I also depending, think... Depending on cost, of course. Yeah, I mean, if he's not like 70 points, you know. And it's another one of those, I think it's just more of an I-5 bomber because it's not that often you actually move through or boost through ships. That said, these things have a tech slot, right? Yeah, presumably. I think so, yeah. I think they, they showed the thing. So you can like boost, block with the boost, uh, and then sloop pattern analyzer analyzer the focus and get a target lock (laughs) and a fully modded torp and then also they're heading towards your bombs because you just came from there right yep and if you have that um ping feedback ping yeah just a target lock for days he seems fun how disrespectful would it be if they just didn't give these bombers a talent slot (laughs) I think they already did when they did the things because they came with the feedback pin card when they announced it. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they gave upgrades and I, that you true. can't use in standard play. That is true. Oh, afterburners came in the Fang Fighter pack. Mm-hmm. You know, if it means anything, at least it was on the quick build cards. Hey, Tarek has a mod. Oh, everybody but Fenrao uh, has a mod slot now. That Fen Rao had the most terrifying quick play card. It was so it was so funny. Do you remember Vader's? For like four, you get like supernatural. supernatural. Vader. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of really fun quick build cards that I uh, BB-8 on Ray. <laughs> what could go wrong? That one was so fun. I can't see. I I didn't. Oh, it's on the dial one, right? Where they released the upgrade bar. Yeah, they have a talent talent tack torp missile one bomb mod gunner so no bomblet probably no not, at least not for the cadet i mean i guess they can change it depending on which pilots they have it's good it just seems like he really wants the bomblet i mean bomblets are so cheap and there's that one that like re-rolls dice right grudge yeah bad with names bad with code names uh, but Breach seems really fun. I mean, I-5. 
torpedoes, bombs. Don't see what can go wrong. And the last upgrade they showed was a new gunner, DT-798. Two things. At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose a friendly ship in your firing arc. If you do, it gets a strain token. And while you perform an attack, you may reroll up to one die for each ship in the attack arc with one or more non-lock red or orange tokens. So it's interesting. I mean, it's cool. I like Nightfall might actually enjoy it. I don't. I mean, I don't think they get like do they have gunner slots. They have gunner slots, right? Because they're. Only I don't remember if they do. Was have the gunner slot if I remember correctly. Ugh, gross. So. The only ships that can equip this are the SFs and the bombers. The I bombers, was just assuming that they had them. Nah. These only have one upgrade slot, so you can't like barrage rocket these. Oh, one, yeah, one missile slot. And then you also have Malaris for like your general reroll if you wanted that. Okay, Nightfall's good in the list, but just not the gunner on them. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean it. You don't have to use the first part. Um, it does work for things like stress tokens. Uh, and you get a reroll. So if he's pretty cheap, I could see him on like backdraft or something that you don't need a gunner for. You also get it at Warksoft Jam too. Yeah. Or weapons disabled if they reload it or something. Um, but I, if he's like pretty cheap, again, maybe backdraft. I, I don't think I'd put him on. One of these bombers, maybe. You can help give uh, Wrath his ability. That's true. We did it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It seems okay. Doesn't seem particularly amazing in this faction here. Um, but news, so that's all fun. <laughs> And uh, that's all the new releases they did. Is there anything else uh, we had to mention before we end uh, the podcast? Cool. Your silence is deafening. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at thebestmanbenchwarmers at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitch and Twitter at mibenchwarmers. And uh, please don't forget to rate us on any podcasting service you have. It helps a lot. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great one. Have a good one, everybody.